Oh my gosh, listen to this music, Stacey. Can you imagine us walking in slow-mo towards the camera dressed in really tight black dresses and stilettos while a car is exploding behind us? I can't walk in heels. You know when I'm trying to walk in heels, I look like I'm about to topple over. Yeah, okay, okay. How about this? We're like super ninja skydivers, and just as we hit the sand, there's this really good looking guy that slides across the bar. He's like halfway between Jason Momoa and like Kevin Costner in Yellowstone. <laughs> and <laughs> the martinis right there for us when we look And so like that'd be cowboy hats and spurs on the beach. <laughs> That's my jam. Right, obviously. How about this? We are the absolute bestest network marketing trainers on the planet. Mm -hmm. And we're here with a passion to help network marketers gain the results they've always dreamed about. With a decade in the network marketing profession, Stacey Hall and Nicole Dobere have created a lot of success, both in their online business and in helping thousands of others do the same. They'll help you ditch the tired old tactics that so many trainers still teach, master the core fundamentals, and keep you on the cutting edge of what's working to build influence on social media today. Stacy and Nicole bring a wealth of knowledge from having coached countless six and seven figure earners. Scaling your online business has never been this fun. So grab a drink, a notepad and pen and get ready to change your life. I am so happy to be here. Happy Thursday. It's weird. I feel like it should be Friday, but I'm always grateful for one more day. I feel like it gives me more time to complete things. <laughs> Do you get that? Yeah, I have weeks like that where you just you have no idea what day it is because there's just so much going on. I feel like this past two weeks, we've had a lot of meetings, like a lot of Zooms. So after a while, you you don't know what time it is. You don't know what day it is. <laughs> kind of like that this week. It is. I actually had five Zooms yesterday, five, and two of them were over an hour long. Yes, I hear you. I've got one of my... Um, marathon tracy four-hour zooms this afternoon so okay i'm glad you're telling me this now so i know that i am not going to get you for four hours today at some point well i multitask because I, I can't possibly sit on a zoom for four hours like i i i don't know how humans do that but it's so highly valuable that i don't want to miss even a second of it so i just have it going in the background and then i i turn my camera off after a while and multitask that's what you got to do you know anyway <laughs> what are we going to talk about today nicole i think this is fun i think this is going to be a fun conversation to have today because i get a lot of people saying this to me and i'm sure you do too like, I gotta make money quickly. I'm like, okay, I can tell you how. You might not like it, <laughs> but it's gonna be a fun conversation. Um, so we decided to have obviously this chat today because this time of year, especially, I feel like I get this comment more often than other times of the year. And probably because it's a new year, people have been evaluating the year prior, where they ended up, thinking about all the goals, maybe they didn't hit all the goals they want to hit. Um, as we get older, sometimes we end up having that conversation with ourselves where we're like, I thought I would be further ahead by this age. Anyone else kind of feel like that sometimes? I think that's pretty common. Um, 
And so this time of year seems to really bring that out, especially when you add on to the fact that people are getting their Christmas credit card bills and everything that's going on in the universe <laughs> right now. I feel like people are going crazy a bit. Um, so I, I thought it would be fun, Nicole, for us to share some tips on if we had to make money quickly right now, like you just drop me down and you're like, okay, you need to make a grand as quickly as possible or whatever. We could pick any amount doesn't matter what would you do so what do you think about that i think it's a pretty fun topic i think it is a topic that scares a lot of people and it shouldn't and i just remember a conversation that i had with my team um after november actually the beginning of december because many of them rank advanced like crazy and they all had these comma checks and they were freaking out and i said you need to calm down and you need to think about what you did to earn that money last month and keep doing it. Don't think just because it was Black Friday that it just happened to be a special month. I said, yes, people have their wallets out, but people always have their wallets out when you offer something and you show them the value. What value were you offering? And then I said, but more importantly than the value, even though the value is important, value is not going to actually put money in your pocket you have to have a plan you have to strategize you have to understand what that looks like and you have to have a goal and i said that's exactly what every single one of you did i had this little talk it was like my braveheart speech and i said you have to know exactly what your goal is and then you're gonna have to do all the little methodical things that are going to explain to you in your own little head <laughs> and when i say little head i'm talking to me what you have to do every day, how you need to show up. Because you're gonna learn clearly what's working if you look at that. And now if you understand how to engineer backwards, which we're gonna talk about, and you know exactly how much money you want, and you know how much money you need to make every day, then you're gonna know what the heck you need to be doing every day and how much and how often. And that is how you do it. And that scares the EBGBs out of people. You know why, Stacy? you wanna know why? What's the one thing that scare, scares people the most about network marketing? It's a word. Rejection. <laughs> What's that? Rejection. Rejection, yes, but it's, you know what? This is even bigger. It's one word with four letters. Or I'm not letters. in your head, sweetie. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought you would share that brain cell with me. Sales. Well, yeah, but that they're fear sales because they are fear rejection. So I, I think I just went an extra layer deep. Okay, you think that's what it is? You're right. You you went to the second layer of the seven layers, right? It's true. It's rejection, but it's sales. And so we could actually draw a bubble around the word sales and we could put little extensions, like probably 50 or more, depending on how you overthink things, right? As a human being. And we could put all the negative, um, the negative things that comes with sales all the way around that bubble 50 times over because people are so afraid of rejection and why? why? Why are you afraid of rejection? Because of the way people see you, because people are gonna think less than of you, you're not as good as the person with the nine to five, um, people don't respect you as much, you have that little chintzy thing, all the things that are going on in your head. It all boils down to rejection or how people think of you. But it's the word sales, it scares you to death. But I will tell you right now, most of the people that are afraid of the word sales or what that leads to, they don't know what it's like to actually look at their business as a sales business. 
and be strategic with it. If you worked for um, uh, like a, 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 let's just say a car, a car branch of a car dealership, right? And it's extraordinarily um, lucrative. It's doing incredible. Maybe it's a Tesla branch, whatever. You're going to walk in there and you're going to see whiteboards everywhere. They're not empty. <laughs> They're not blank. People are like putting football, you know, plays on there. It's like they know exactly what they need to do. And when you can think like that, you're not going to be in your head about what people are thinking of you. You're actually going to be very proud of yourself. You're going to know that you're keeping your word to yourself and you're really good at what you do. And you're damn good at helping other people do it too. What do you think, Stacey? Yeah, I think people are fighting their biological imperative. That's part of the challenge. Because if you think about it, people are um, fearful of rejection because biologically, you know, thousands of years ago, if you were thrown out from the pack, actually not even that long ago, if we think about the Yellowstone eight, eight days, right? 18, what is it, 1887 or whatever. Um, if people were thrown out of the group, they died, dudes. <laughs> Right. So if you're not somebody that's well liked, that's a problem biologically, historically. So we still are wired that way. And when I started thinking about it that way, I actually giggled at myself. I'm like, I really don't need to care what people think of me, because if the person on social media that I'm never going to talk to again, who has nothing to do with my life and I have nothing to do with theirs, doesn't like me, it has zero impact on my life. And they certainly, their opinion of me most certainly cannot be taken to the bank. So I don't care. But it, it helps to know that it's not your fault that you're wired that way. It's biology. But we don't need that protection anymore. It's not important. So you have to kind of overcome it. That's all. But I do think it stands in a lot of people's way. And so what they do is they try to find all these clever ways of anesthetizing themselves from the word sales. That's what happens. And this is why Nicole and I, we, you'll hear us say how much we despise when people say, it's not selling, it's sharing. Like, I want to just, ugh, I can't, I hate that. So if you're saying those kinds of things, I highly encourage you to stop it. Because all you're doing is encouraging your team to think sales are bad. If you're telling them it's not selling, it's sharing, you're giving them the message that it's not selling because selling is not good. Sharing is good because sharing is caring. Guys, we are in sales. Stop trying to anesthetize yourself from that word. It's not a dirty word. And when you try and make all these clever, cute ways of hiding behind things, you're actually just pushing yourself further away from results. And if, if you're not doing it to yourself, if you're good going out there and, and saying you're sharing, even when you're selling and you're still getting great results, awesome. But think about the uh, impact that's having on the people you're bringing in because not everyone's wired like you, right? So I, I'm glad you brought that up, Nicole, because it is not a dirty word. And the sooner you accept that, sales is a part of the natural uh, way the world works. Everyone's selling something. Everyone's buying something. Like when I think about the things I buy a lot of, I buy a lot of network marketing stuff, obviously, but I also buy a lot of fitness gear 
I buy leggings like all the time, <laughs> all the time. I'm like Lululemon's best customer. Not only other, I buy other ones too. The point is, do you think I'm at all offended when I get ads in my newsfeed for leggings? Hills to the no, I'm all over it. I'm clicking everything because I love it. So other people are wired like that too. When, when there's things that they're really interested in, they're not offended. The only thing people are offended by is salesiness, pushiness. And the only thing that bothers people about selling is feeling like they need to be salesy or pushy. They're not synonymous. And I think that's something that's really important for us to understand. Sales is not synonymous with being pushy. There are pushy salespeople, no doubt about it. We don't like that, right? We don't like that. We don't like how it feels. We don't have to be that. In fact, it's way more effective to not be. So you wound me up, Nicole. You like wound me up and oh, then so let me go. <laughs> but I want to let you go because, you know, a lot of people, you know what? Let me just say something right now before we even move forward. We are your virtual upline. Sometimes your upline is going to be nervous about saying these things to you. We are not. <laughs> we are going to tell you the truth because we want you to succeed. It is so important to us. You don't have to like us. I want you to like us. We're fun. Don't you think we're fun, Stacey? We're like so fun. We're so fun. <laughs> but, but, and we want you to like us. But more importantly, we want you to succeed. We want to be those stern parents. Well, we're not your parents. We're giving an example that, that know what's best because we have been exactly where you're at. Not because we're sitting high and mighty. That's absolutely not us. But we want you to understand. We know what you're going through. We know what you're feeling. We know that you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have days where you just have epiphanies all day long. You're like, if I could only have these epiphanies every single day. We want you to understand that we get it. And we want to give you the very best tips and advice that's going to help you kind of break through those layers of scar tissue that you've been holding on to tightly because it's a safety net. It makes you, it doesn't necessarily make you feel good. It makes you feel safe. And there is a huge difference. So I wanted just to put that out there because we want to remove that safety net. We're afraid that that safety net is holding you back. The absolute worst thing the absolute worst thing that could happen to you while you are trying to talk to someone about your product or your opportunity is that they say, no, leave me alone. That's it. We want you to understand that's it. And when you can get past that and swallow that frog, things are going to change. I promise you. But it actually starts with you keeping your word to yourself and doing the things you know you need to do. And you may not know what all those things are. So we're going to bring that to you. Okay, Stacey, a word that's synonymous with being pushy is spammy. <laughs> I think that's what pushy is. So if you're coming across spammy because you have no evidence of them needing what you have and you keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing without value, then yeah, you're pushy. So we got to talk about that too. Yeah, there's a huge difference between being postured and being pushy. But let's get into the nitty gritty. 
because if somebody dropped me in the middle of a room and, and I had to make, you know, I had to start from scratch or even not, okay, start from where you are, wherever you are and make money quickly, what would I do? And because we get this question a lot, I certainly thought about it plenty. Nicole touched on some things already, but the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to decide what do I, what result am I looking for? <clears throat> so what does make money quickly mean to you? Because if you need to make $200 quick or you need to make $5,000 quick, two very different things. So first I have to say a caveat. Network marketing was actually not designed to make a lot of money quickly. So just so you know that, because if you think that network marketing was designed to make a lot of money quickly, then you're gonna think on a subconscious level that it should be rather simple if you're willing to put the work in. It actually isn't. It's not designed that way. It's designed for you to earn while you learn and gradually increase what you're earning through consistent effort. And it's designed to be front loaded with heavy amounts of work and very little income initially. Because at some point you're gonna cross a chasm where the opposite becomes true. And when you do, everything that came before is so, 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 so worth it. So that's kind of how it's set up naturally. However, there are ways to make money quickly if you play your cards right. But I just wanted to give you that caveat because it is going to take a lot of effort. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. You're going to have to work hard. You're probably going to have to sacrifice some of your Netflix time or maybe even have your spouse take the kids to Taekwondo one night a week when you usually do. I don't know what that sacrifice looks like for you, but if you want to make money quick, there will be some sacrifice. Just saying. So what I would do is I would decide what that looks like. What do I want to make? And when do I want to make it by? So let's say you say, okay, I need to make a thousand dollars within the next 60 days. Okay. I would write that down and then I would take a look at how I would make that happen. What does that look like? Because Nicole mentioned reverse engineering. You need to know what, what your compensation plan pays you. Let, let me back up a bit, a bit because some of you, the green personality types, the analytical people in the room are going to be like, okay, I need to dissect the compensation plan. That is not what I said. <laughs> I said, you need to know how you get paid. You're not going to spend a day dissecting the compensation plan. Knowledge of the compensation plan is never the reason why somebody is successful. I promise. The compensation plan in every network marketing company will pay you money. That's all you need to know. Some are better than others, no doubt, but knowing it inside and out is not going to help you on this quest. So just figure out how you get paid. For example, I would go into my compensation plan and say, okay, how much money do I earn for selling a product? What's that percentage look like? And does it change the more I sell? Because I want to know that too, because I want to know what my benchmarks are. If I sell 10 products, am I going to make more money? Okay, cool. Then my first goal is going to get 
be to get there as fast as I can, right? So just basic knowledge of how you get paid. What do I get? Do I get a bonus? Because we don't get paid for recruiting. If you do, you might want to change companies because <laughs> you're going to be in trouble. You don't get paid for recruiting, but you will get paid on whatever product they purchase, or you'll get a bonus for the product they purchase. There'll be some kind of compensation plan or compensation for somebody coming in to the business, right? So what does that look like? And what, what packages will yield you the best result? Now, of course, we also want to factor in what's going to be best for them. We're not going to obviously sell them something they don't need, but I just want numbers. And once you know that, you need to write down how many of the hero products that I've chosen, pick one. You don't have time to promote 14 different products right now because you need to make money quick. So pick one. Pick a hero product that you can get behind. I don't personally care if you've had any results on that product yourself. That's up to you to decide. Some people get very precious about that. <laughs> and if you're really precious about that, then fine. Pick a product you have results on. For me, you can hate me all you want, but I'm going to tell it like it is. I don't need to have results on that product personally to know if it's highly valuable to certain people. Like John Melton says, people sell diapers all day long without personally wearing them, right? Because they know that there's an awful lot of babies and moms who are benefiting from those diapers so they can get behind that product. There's enough statistics, there's enough anecdotal evidence to support that it's valuable. Up to you though, but choose something that you can get behind. And you're going to figure out exactly how much you get paid every time you sell one of those things. Is this making sense so far? And once you know that, how many do you need to sell to reach your goal of making $1,000 in 60 days? How many do you need to sell in total? Now, I know some of you are thinking, but Stacy, I'm not going to just sell that. I'm going to end up selling other things. Or maybe people will like come in as a business builder and they'll buy a starter pack. Yes, all true. But I want the raw numbers so that everything else is gravy. So I know what I'm aiming for. So let's just say you have to sell 350 items to reach your goal. Now I'm going to go to another column and I'm going to write down how many people would I need to bring in as business builders on the standard starter pack, whatever I'm going to promote. For me personally, I'm going to go for the one that has the most value for them and the most value for me. How many do I need to reach that goal? So just write down your numbers. And then once you know those numbers, you can pick the one for recruiting or you can pick the one for customer getting up to you. I'm going to divvy that up. I, I'm going to do both just because I want to see the numbers, right? I'm going to divvy that up by eight weeks. And then I'm going to divvy that up by day, like Nicole mentioned earlier, because now you know what you're going for. How much do I need to sell every single day? Once you know your numbers, now we're going to figure out the plan to make that happen. Nicole? I love this so much. 
And that plan is going to really be determined by what has worked for you. We've told you over and over and over, and this is one of the things that we live by. You've got to be very aware of what has worked for you, what hasn't worked for you. Because what hasn't worked for you, you probably need, need to kind of, you got to bench it. And you got to start doing the things that you know are income producing activities for you. And one of the biggest issues that we see, and we've, we've seen it a lot, and we've actually spoke on this this week in this room, and that is people are seeing other people talk about all these amazing results they're getting with their plan. They're seeing this person talk about it. They're seeing that person talk about it. They're seeing that person talk about it. Now they have 10 people with 10 different plans, and now they're overwhelmed and they don't know what to do. And the biggest issue with that is that you are paying attention to all those things instead of actually doing your own income producing activities that work for you. So if they are still working, you need to do what you know is working for you. You know your audience. Their audience is not your audience. It doesn't mean that something they're doing couldn't actually fit into what you need. But just make sure you're not looking at 10 or 20 different methods or different plans or different ideas that other people are bringing and trying to implement all of them because then you're just going to get lost and it's going to be a big old mess. If you're drawn to something and you feel it, you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds like me. And it gets you excited, then you may want to consider doing it after you start putting the other things in motion. But if it doesn't make you feel connected, it doesn't draw you in, but you only want to do it because some big leader is doing it. That doesn't mean you need to do it. We are giving you permission right now to not do it. That doesn't make you less than. Trust me, this is your business and you have done the work to attract the people. That's where we're at in the stage of the game when we want to earn that 1,060 days. You need to, to look back now that you know how much you need at the things that have worked for you. How have you earned income in the past? How did you get that last customer that you got? How did you get those three customers in one day or one weekend? How'd you do it? Was it because you were following up like the bomb.com with people that were sitting on the fence, your low hanging fruit? Were you actually following up properly with the people that you've actually put through your entire success system that are looking at the business? Maybe you have an ATM success system. Maybe you put them in a Zoom with a leader. Maybe you get on a phone call. Maybe you uh, do a three-way chat, whatever it is. When you brought in your last person, what were you doing? How were you finessing them? Most of this can really be solved by follow-up. It really can. So now you have to have a plan of execution. You are going to be doing some awesome marketing. I'm going to let Stacy talk on that. But as you're doing the marketing, you've got to stop and look at what has worked for you in the past. How did you get those customers? How are you following up? Where were you finding these people? Were you doing posts? Were you doing stories? Were you doing reels? What kind of call to actions were you doing? Were you doing a five-day plank challenge and you found 10 people that wanted to do it with you and out of those 10 people in those five days, you had five people that wanted to purchase product? What did you do? It's okay to do those things again. You want to stick to, to the things that work for you. And if they're not working for you anymore, and they've proven to stop working, and it's okay to move on to something else. But if it's still working, don't feel like you need to add what everybody else is doing because FOMO can get you in trouble. 
FOMO is an amazing thing, but if you don't use it correctly, <laughs> it can get you in trouble. So make sure that if there's something you feel like you need and nothing's working and you're drawn and pulled to something someone else is doing because it's your style, it's something you've done before and you're not having to learn something from scratch immediately and you can execute it and you can duplicate it and it's sustainable and it's simple, then by all means do it. But make sure before you do that, that you look back at the things that have worked for you and get ready to work. Stacy. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we don't trust our own instincts because there's so much conflicting information out there. And, you know, I say this kind of half jokingly all the time, but I'm, I'm only half joking. Trainers are training on things because they have to train on things. <laughs> that doesn't mean that their way is the only way to do things. There, there are so many ways to do this right. You can find a way that resonates with who you are that doesn't, you know, we want you to get uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean that you choose something that's completely, uh, uh, you know, not working for you just for the sake of being uncomfortable. That's not what we mean by that. We mean, obviously, push through your fear. But there are a lot of different ways to achieve really great results in this profession, and you can find ways that work for you. Okay, from a marketing perspective, because you want to make money quick, you're going to have to do your best to be everywhere as much as possible because it is a moving parade. It is not a standing army. I think a lot of people think their friends lists are seeing their stuff. Most of them aren't. So you have to be out there in their face as much as humanly possible because even your most ardent fans are still not going to end up seeing you once a day. Oh my goodness, kitty. <laughs> wow, somebody wants some attention over there. Um, even your most ardent fans will not see you every single day. It's just not how the way it works. So you need to be everywhere as much as possible. So what I would do is I would take that hero product that you're going to promote or two. You can do, you know, you can do more than one, but don't do a lot. And I'm going to write a list of, you know, pain points it addresses what do the people that are most likely to purchase those products, what are they using right now to try and get results that your product would actually be better? What are they, what are they trying to find? So let's say, for example, you have a product that's for energy, gives people more energy. What are they out there buying at Walgreens or Walmart or whatever? any store that starts with wall <laughs> that to try and address their lack of energy. What, what are they doing right now to try and solve that problem? Where are they looking for answers that your product would be better suited and start to write this stuff down because you, what we're doing is we're going to try and intercept the conversation they're having in their head right now. And in order to do that, we need to know what they're dealing with. So what is their problem? What is the problem causing for them in their life? How is that impacting them? What are their pain points? And what are they trying to do to solve that problem right now? Where are they hanging out? What are they doing? So it doesn't matter what product you sell, there's relevance there. If you sell weight loss, 
what are they doing right now to try and lose weight? I'd be writing down, okay, they're, they're trying to do intermittent fasting. They're trying to cut carbs. They're trying to do 75 hard. Not that there's anything wrong with any of these things, by the way, please don't get your knickers in a knot. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm writing down what they're doing, right? Maybe they're trying to do Weight Watchers or an app on their phone to count calories or count macros. What are they doing? If you sell shampoo, if you sell hair care, what is the pain point of the person that you're going to try and reach? Is their hair really thin? Is it thinning out? Maybe they've had kids. Maybe they're getting older. What are they doing right now to try and solve that problem? What are they buying? The reason why you want to know this is because when you know what conversation they're having, you can intercept it easily in your marketing. And you're going to do this all the time because you want to make money fast. So you want to speak their language. You want to get out there and you want to say things like, are you sick and tired of, of not being able to have a piece of bread? Like you're dreaming at night about a piece of bread. You're not eating after eight o'clock and you're still having to hide behind your kids in pictures because you hate how you look and you just wish you could cover all the mirrors in the house with a, with a towel. Do you see what I'm saying? How powerful it is when you're intercepting the conversation they're having in their own head right now. This is how you're going to show up in your marketing. Because when you know what they're dealing with, you know how to address it. And so you can make a reel and say, are you sick of this? Are you sick of buying every product at the local drugstore that promises to give you more energy and now you have a shelf full of products you can't use because they make you crash and they make you jittery and they're full of fake sugar and they make you feel icky and it, the energy isn't even real. It's, it's caffeine kind of energy and you feel like crap. You tired of that? What if I told you that I could get, it could help you improve your energy in a way that makes you feel amazing without the crash and you don't have to put any chemicals into your body? Would you be open to learning more? Right? So you need to, you need to know what are their pain points and that's how you're going to show up in your marketing, but you're not just going to do a post. If I had to make money fast, I'm going to up how much I'm posting, even on Facebook. I'm not going to do it long term, right? But I'm going to do what I can to kickstart everything. So that means I'm going to be posting at least once a day and going live every single day. I told you it's going to take work. You're not going to start making money super quick without really front loading effort. So if you're on Instagram, you're going live on Instagram every day. If you're on Facebook, you're going live on Facebook every day. If you're building on TikTok, go live on TikTok. I don't care where. If you really want to front load, do it everywhere. <laughs> if you want to make it your mission, right? I'm going to be posting a, at least a reel a day on Facebook and Instagram. You can share, right? I'm going to be posting something else on Facebook and Instagram every day. I'm going to be going live every single day. My stories are going to be filled and I'm going to be taking my product that I'm promoting in my story every single day. I'm going to be talking about the benefits. I'm going to be sharing testimonials. I'm going to be putting quotes up of things customers said to me. I'm going to be thanking my customers for purchasing. I'm going to be firing on all cylinders every day. That's how you fill your pipeline 
really fast and you're going to be busy and you're going to be in your DMs and you're going to be having conversations all day long. And you're probably going to be cursing me, but at the same time, you're going to make money quick. You can make money quick. And once you fill your pipeline like that, if you stay on top of it, your business will be completely transformed in 90 days. Nicole? Uh, I, I do want to make one thing clear. Stacey's absolutely right. You're going to have, you're, you're going to be working and you're probably going to be cursing our names and that's okay because in 90 days, your pipeline is going to explode and there's going to be a point in your business when you do things like this, that you're not going to be able to control the growth. It's going to be happening without you. That's passive income. That's residual income. Now, everything she's saying is absolutely spot on. Does that mean you need to be working eight to 10 hours a day on this? No, because if you are, you're not doing it right and you will get in your head and think, I'm not duplicatable. You have to be duplicatable. That means that if you are a busy nine to fiver, you have a full-time job, you have children, they have activities, you have responsibilities, you're a wife, you're a husband, you have charity work, whatever it is that you do. Make sure you're present in those things. But what it means to get to work and get busy and busier than you've ever been in your business doesn't equate to longer hours. It means to be intentional. It means to know exactly what you need to be marketing because you know who you're marketing to and you want to know exactly what you want the outcome to be and what you want them to do. Be intentional with your time. If you need to find material that's going to speak to you that you can recreate for reels or even posts, then set your timers and be very diligent with your time and do not get distracted. I don't know how many times that people have come to me so, when we're working with clients, so frustrated because they said, I just can't concentrate. I, I set the timer for 15 minutes. And when 15 minutes is up, I've maybe found one piece of content that I can recreate and I haven't done anything and I'm frustrated because I only have two more 15 minute increments in this day. How could I possibly do what I need to get done if I wanna earn that $1,000 in 60 days, if I can't even take this 15 minutes? You've gotta be prepared. What is that 15 minutes for? If you know exactly what you're going for, you've got to know exactly what you're doing are you actually doing it or are you setting the timer and then realizing I have to go to the bathroom or I don't have a working pen or I think I need a cup of coffee with this or, oh my gosh, I forgot to call my husband back. It's only going to take 30 seconds and it took five minutes and that timer is ticking the entire time. I'm telling you right now, you can get a lot done in 15 minutes if you are diligent with being intentional and focused on your work a lot. You can find a video in two minutes from scrolling on reels that speaks to you, that stops your scroll. Save that audio, go recreate it in five minutes and have that content, draft it and co-create it later if you need to. And you could do that twice if that's what you're working on. You can find the content of recreating a post. You can go and talk face to camera in your stories. You can find some content by going in and looking up a hashtag or looking at some incredible quote and taking it, making it yours or, or thanking the person for it or whatever you're going to do. Look back at the things that are working for you, but you're going to have to be very, very focused. That's what's hard because if you've not done it before, you're going to have to start building that muscle. You can do this in two to three hours a day. I assure you, 
I assure you. But you have to cut out all the other things that are not paying you outside of the things that are more important than your business, and that's your family, your faith, and your health. Everything else, not as important as you making that $1,000 if that's what you've decided to do. Stacy. Yeah, I mean, I want to reiterate, this is not your new DMO forever. It's it, This is a balls to the wall when somebody comes to me and says, I need to make money fast. I'm not going to lie to them and say, oh, just reach out to five new people a day. That's not going to do it. Sometimes you have to hustle harder. And, and, you know, in our business, there are seasons. And when you want to get a surge quickly, you, you need to relaunch. You need to like go all in for a period of time. It's not forever. You know, it's just to fill that pipeline. If you've let your pipeline dry out, it's always harder to, to, to refill it than if you're just adding to it to keep it full, right? It's the analogy I always use of rolling a boulder up a hill. If you're rolling the boulder up a hill and you keep letting the boulder roll back down when you get halfway there, you have to start over every time. And usually it rolls even further away from the hill every time it rolls down. <laughs> so you have to go and get the boulder, roll it back to the hill, and then start rolling it up the hill again. Whereas, and this is part of the reason why so many people sit in massive frustration for years, like I did, because they don't realize that they keep letting the boulder go. And they see other people who have rolled the boulder a little bit every day, just a bit. They, and days, there were days where they just held it still. They didn't even move it forward, but they held it still. And they kept going, one foot in front of the other. And then guess what happens? They get the boulder to the top of the hill and it starts to roll down the other side and they can't stop it if they wanted to. That's called momentum. And you look at those people and you feel sucker punched in the gut because you're like, why do they have success and I don't when I'm working just as hard? Because they didn't let the boulder fall back down the hill. That's why. And so it, it, you have to learn how to rest and not quit. Rest and not quit, rest and not quit. It's a, it's a season. You don't have to do this forever, but if, you, and, and again, you don't even have to want this, by the way. <laughs> I say this to people all the time. I can help you be successful. There's no doubt. I have no doubt. I can help anyone be successful, but I can't help you want to be. That's not a power that I have. And guess what? You don't have to want to. There's no trophy for, for size of goals. Like, it's completely up to you. But if you come to me and say, I want to make money fast, then this is how you do it. And you can go do it. It's only for a season. Once you fill your pipeline, then you, then you can maintain that. The other thing is you don't want to use duplication as a crutch. You want to be realistic and honest with yourself about that. That's the only time you'll ever hear me say the word realistic with relationship to your business. <laughs> Because duplication is very important, but don't use it as a crutch. Your work ethic does not need to be duplicatable. Just the things that you're actually doing. So yeah, your team's probably not going to do this. Most of them. Some of them will. They don't need to. But the things that you're actually doing within the time you have, 
those things should be duplicatable, but how much of them you do does not need to be. Totally up to you. So don't use that as a crutch. Just make sure what, what Nicole was saying earlier, that the things you're doing are not outside the realm of what's duplicatable in your team. So in other words, don't do shady shizzle. Don't give money to people and tell them to buy from you. Yes, people do that. Can you even believe it? I, I was absolutely flabbergasted when I learned that. There are leaders out there who give money to people on their team to, to get people to buy products so that they can all, anyway, I'm not even. That kind of stuff, that's why network marketing gets in trouble. So just don't do anything shady. Do not do it. Always keep that duplication piece in mind. If you don't want your team doing stuff, then you don't do it either. So we always want to be, and I, I, I'm probably, you know, I, I'm definitely preaching to the choir here. None of you need to hear that. The people who need to hear it aren't in this room, <laughs> but just as a reminder, okay? So you have your plan of attack. And, and I think probably the most powerful thing is face to camera. You have to be face to camera. You got to go live. You got to do those short form videos. You don't need to do trends. You don't need to dance. You don't need to do any of that, but you do need to go face to camera. And if I was, you know, wanting to load my pipeline really fast right now, I would go live every day somewhere. I just would. And if you see the people who build influence and have influence, they're live a lot. Most of them, not all of them most of them. So that tells me if you have your content super dialed in, like your content is just so awesome, you can build massive influence without going live, but that's not most people. Most people are not super awesome marketers yet. So that, that live piece is really going to help you. Nicole? Yeah, Stacey, I mean, we could stay there all day. There's nothing really that trumps people being pulled to you and, and, and building that trust factor where they want to get in a conversation with you um, more or bigger than video. I mean, it's just, it just is what it is because people, people are going to see you on that human level. They're going to, they're going to hear your sighs. They're going to see your smiles. They're going to maybe see your tears. They're, they're going to see your laughter and your passion and people need that. And, you know, people, people need that in a, a physical way. If, if they can't be in the same room with you, which is so powerful on its own, if they can have you through video it is the biggest game changer of all. So if that's still one of the things that you're sitting on the fence with, where you're like, I just don't want to be seen. I, ah, you know, I don't feel like I look good. I feel like I need to lose weight. I feel like people are going to judge me. Well, we're here to tell you if you want to build a solid business and you really want to build that trust factor, it is the fastest way to do it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go find all the things that are trending. We're really talking about going face to camera and adding value to people. What are you wanting to solve? What, what are you being called to do? And if you've made those lists of the things that you can talk about and you know about, and if somebody asked you to do a TED talk at the last second because the other person passed out and somebody's got to talk about it, what would you talk about for 20 minutes without notes? Did you know it? 
when you go live in your stories, if you choose to, which I absolutely 100% believe that it can make a huge difference in, in you hitting your goals faster, then it doesn't have to be about product and business all the time. Again, remember, this is your highlight reel. This is your reality TV show. Let them know who you are and what's important to you and be unapologetic about it. Show up bold. What do you want to talk about? I talked about my the scripture reading in my prayer meditation today in my stories. That's what I talked about because it touched me. It landed really well with me today. And I mean, it got me going. And if it gets me going, do you think it's going to get my audience going? Because I've dialed in who I'm talking to. I know who I'm talking to. I've attracted them. So I know that they're going to want it too. It may not land with everybody. Not everybody I've, I've attracted lands on my stories. But I have a lot of people that do. And it may need, it may be something that they need. So when you're thinking about what they need and how you can solve their problems and you do it through video, it's going to be one of the quickest ways that you're going to build that audience that's going to come back to you and come back to you and come back to you. And there's going to be a lot of those people that will want to join you or just like word of mouth, they're going to know the person that their friend, their cousin, their mom, their dad, their next door neighbor needs. Don't forget about the power of referral. And when you have dialed it in really tight and you're passionate about the things you're talking about and you're offering solutions, I guarantee you people will refer you. This has been a fantastic room. I've enjoyed it, Stacy. Yay! Me too. I hope it was valuable. And again, you know, you take this and you um, divide by pi, add 14 minus seven. <laughs> you can take this and make it what you need. So you could say, well, you know, I don't really need to go that hard, but maybe I'll do half of this and see, and see what happens, you know? Uh, it really depends on your goals. But I, I felt like if you knew what it really took for most people to really get the boulder up the hill fast, you can work with that. What you, you can work with the truth, even if it's hard. It's the same thing with our health, right? We can work with the truth, even if it's hard. What we can't work with is platitudes, half-truths, glossed over, sugar-coated nonsense. You can't work with that. And, and that's what you get a lot of the time, unfortunately. You get sound bites. And without context that are not helpful. Things like, you can build this in an hour a day. That's a sound bite. Is it true? Yes, but there's context there. So it's problematic when people walk away with the sound bite and they make meaning that fits their scenario. And in their case, it's not true. And then rightfully, they get upset that they've been told that, rightfully so, right? So we just always wanna make sure that you have the full context whenever possible. It's not always possible, but hope you got value. Have a fantastic day. And uh, hopefully we will be back tomorrow. I, Nicole, I think we're gonna try and pop in a little earlier tomorrow. Just for those of you who like to go to Free Coaching Friday, we wanna make sure you have a little time between. So, um, yeah, if at all possible, we will pop in here a little bit earlier tomorrow. 
Have a good one. Bye, guys.